Is this thing on? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our Voice Podcast. Uh, today, we have as a guest Kevin Biggs, uh, who is the manager of uh, athletics in Shack, uh, with us, and uh, we are very happy to have you here on the podcast today. Well, thank you very How much for you, having Kevin? me. Sorry. How are you doing, Kevin? Oh, very well. Just saying before we got started here, I've been in interviews all day. So this is not my normal attire. I'm normally much more dressed comfortable for, for the job, especially working from home. So it's a little different for me, but it's nice to dress up every once in a while. Now, I have a question. Are you going for, for the Zoom official outfit of like business top and shorts at the bottom or did you go full suit today? <laughs> No, a little bit of a hybrid. I am wearing okay. pants, uh, somewhat dress pants, but sports socks and, and uh, slippers. So not quite shorts and, and Crocs, but yeah, uh, the bottom half is definitely dressed for comfort. I feel that I, I did an interview for my placement uh, back in the fall and I was like, yeah, full, full suit and tie up top. And I was like, uh, yeah, we're going with the Green Bay Packers slippers on the bottom. Don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've seen some clips online of some people stepping up, their kid walks into the room or an interview or something, and they get up and they're wearing like shorts and sandals or whatever. And then the other people get up and they're all wearing the same outfit too. So we've quickly learned through all of this is you're presentable, but you're dressed for comfort at the end of the day. I think this is the part and parcel of pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, Kevin, I would like to know something about you. Are you an SLC graduate? I am. I am. Yeah. I, oh, good year. Uh, when did I graduate? A long time ago. Uh, I took the um, two-year business marketing program at St. Lawrence College. Um, coming out of high school, I wasn't too sure where I was going to go with my career. I was always interested in, in marketing and in business. So I, I started that. My Both of my parents are alum of uh, St. Lawrence College as well. So I figured I might as well get started here um and uh see where it goes after the first year decided to focus on marketing which confirmed my my interests and then met some new friends and gotten exposed to some volunteer opportunities with the Fronex and some other sports um locally and then I volunteered my first night with the Fronex and I was hooked I, I knew from that point on I wanted to be involved in sport I've played sports most of my life working in high school and even at college I was working in sports shops, hockey stores, sharpening skates and this and that. So I found an opportunity to kind of get behind the scenes um, in the sports team or an event or a facility. I, I definitely found my, uh, my calling and pursued it. That's awesome. I, it's one of the things I've learned from a lot of people are going through the business program here at St. Lawrence is that kind of take it because they know it's a good base and then they'll yeah. find their path. So the fact that you're able to do that, it's amazing. It's a good testament to what the school kind of prepares us for. It so does. I think I know the answer here. What's your, uh, what's your favorite sport slash team? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely a hockey guy. Uh, I've played for most of my life. I'm a goalie. I saw I try to be a goalie on Monday nights, but uh, I think we all know that how that's probably going. Um, I'm a closet Leaf fan. I think there's more Leaf jerseys than other jerseys in my closet. But honestly, I'm just a fan of the game. I'm a fan of the, the players. I, I tend to have a, a follow certain players and, and cheer for them. Um, but uh, most of my family cheers for the Leafs, except for my dad, who's a Sense fan. So he's not too happy how I came up being a Leaf fan, but we have a good rivalry back and forth. And obviously follow the Raptors, the Blue Jays, you got to, right? Yeah. 
Well, I think hockey is, uh, I don't know whether you know it or not, but hockey is the national sports of India. So I think when many international students here would be like, yay, no. <laughs> you are very good at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, so I'm a very movie geek, as everybody now know. I know a lot of movies. So yeah. I would like to ask, is there any movie you're currently watching or you liked a lot? Oh, good question. Um, I'm not a big movie guy. However, um, I recently wanted to watch the Marvel series. So uh -huh. we have Disney Plus. I've got a young family. So we've got all the movies on there. And I, I came across it. I'm like, I might as well pick away at this. And as I kind of scroll through, there's a lot of Marvel movies I need to catch up on. So uh, this weekend I started watching, I think it's like the second Thor movie. Nice. So I'm about four or five deep and i probably got like 10 or 12 more to go um but yeah loving those um yeah i'm not too picky on on movies it's been a while since i've been to the theater obviously with the pandemic i've taken my son a couple times he loves it um but yeah i'm really into the marvel series i'm like kind of a sci-fi star wars star trek kind of geeky guy so i like those so when i'm um came across the marvel i'm like yeah i could probably get into this and i'm hooked yeah I feel that I uh, I hadn't gone to see a movie in the theaters since before the pandemic, and then we heard we had this last lockdown coming, and that uh, new Spider-Man came out. I was like, okay, so my girlfriend and I we went the last night it was open on cheap night, checked it out. I was like, I I do not regret a single second. This the movie was amazing. I love the Marvel movies. I I, I geek up them hard. So it was nice to have a little bit of like, oh, this is what going to a movie is like again. I forgot yeah. this. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, when my son and I went last in 2021. We go in there and this big wheel and uh, we go in there. You, we want a free popcorn when we walked in. So he's, he's hooked. He always wants to go back now. That's delightful, man. It, those, those little moments and you know, it's COVID has been challenging. So it's kind of finding those little things that make it all worth it or make it palatable at least. Absolutely. Now, as in your position, you are handling a lot. Uh, you're managing a lot of people like, what were what was the process like to shut down the shop when COVID initially hit? Oh man, um, <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, it was tough. I mean, it's in the one hand, it's it's easy to do because it's coming from the ministry. Like, what there's nothing you can do to kind of balk it. And when it first kind of happened, we were all kind of naive, I guess, looking back at that point. Like, okay, we'll shut down for a few yeah. weeks here, and we'll all come back, and here we are, February tenth, twenty twenty two, and we're still going through this stuff um it's been tough it, it really has i i really feel for students going through all of this and services being impacted and kids and residents too like we heard it we heard it all about people want to get in there and want an exemption and, and this and that but it's just it was uh it was really hard to hear some of those things and what students are going through and how much the fitness center means to people as an outlet to get some stress out maintain a healthy physical lifestyle and it's good for your mental health too um it definitely took a toll on on a lot of people it was hard it it was a tough spot to be to be put in but thankfully by and large everyone was very understanding everyone understood the need to do it um and then saying that everyone's been great when we have reopened and closed again and reopened again like Everyone's kind of gotten used to the rules and, and how things go. And honestly, I think it's, it's been great. And when we do reopen the doors, they stay open all day because it is a stream of people coming back in. So um, it's been a roller coaster, 
for sure. Um, but I think we've we've handled it pretty well, all things considered. There hasn't been any a single outbreak to take place tri campus um, with our with our fitness centers. I think our partner with the YMCA, who staff and operate it, have been great to work with and maintaining everyone's safety. Um, Sorry, I kind of rambled on there. I think I'm going off on your question, probably answering four of the questions at the same time. So I'll stop there. But um, overall, from closing the shack, it was tough, but everyone kind of understood it. Yeah, I believe that COVID has been hard on each one of us. Each one of us has our own share of, you know, positive things and then that there are negative things but you know uh, you're not talking about the shutting down and you know again reopening this thing were there any lessons that you learned when you know the first shutdown happened that you were able to translate it to now in the 2021 mm. winter intake the things i learned from the shack honestly um we learned after every one of them we more so learned in the gymnasium on how to try and space people around but when we first reopened, uh, we had a lot of dialogue with local public health on what we were doing. So um, the YMCA and their network of all their gyms, like the, the, the uh, facility manager that I work with, Brittany, um, her and I sat down and looked at some of the things that the YMCA across Canada or across Ontario are, are doing and how we could do that in the shack. So that meant making some tough decisions like sacrificing the fitness center. Like we needed a space to put some of this equipment aside so that we could space equipment out two meters and move people a little bit more. So um, we learned that and that worked out well because um, uh, public health was very appreciative of that because a lot of fitness centers don't have that luxury to move equipment around. Um, one thing that we did learn though is we didn't reposition equipment. So we spaced them out a little bit more, but when people came back, uh, no one wanted to do cardio, which was interesting. Everyone was over to the free weights and squat racks. So like a lot of the traffic was all in the free weights and no one was really spaced out because there were so many people in there. So after a week or two, we had to um, come in on a weekend and move some of the weight equipment into the cardio area so that it would spread people out a little bit more. So that would be one lesson we for sure learned when we first opened. That is really interesting. I, like, I, I guess it makes sense, especially because, you know, people are worried with inhalation of, of particles and things, but it wouldn't have been like the intuitive way I've gone about that, but that, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, just as a whole, how has this affected the athletic department and particularly the student athletes? I know it's got to be tough on them. Uh, this has been really tough on student athletes. We have heard from a lot of them that while it's great from a physical health standpoint to be competing and, and exercising, but it was it was not surprising to hear the mental toll it took on our athletes and how important the socializing and team bonding meant to them and being a part of a team. Um, the, the year that sports got canceled, like that was, that was really tough on them. And it was tough on our department as well. We had to completely shift uh, how we engage with our athletes, our teams, and even our students like to not host any games or do any travel or, send our teams off to championships and that, that was, that was tough. Um, now this year, thankfully, I, we had sports back and we had a phenomenal fall with our teams. They crushed it this year. Um, and the staff were able to do some engagement um, events on campus through the fall with some students on, which was great, um, kind of easing our way back into it. Um, normally, all the sports that we offer take place in the fall and then basketball and, and hockey and indoor soccer kind of stretch into the winter term. But 
this year, our, our governing body split it so that we could focus on certain outdoor sports for the fall and indoor for the winter. And that was really good for our team that we could um, not have to worry about trying to do preseason basketball and post basketball at the same time of rugby and soccer going on. Um, had basketball had started, I think we would have been hosting a gold medal rugby game, soccer the day before, and then basketball, like there would have been probably a week where we would have been logging some serious hours, but um, we've bounced back. We've, we've, the team is doing well, a little disheartening coming back into the winter term with everyone going back online again. We were really looking forward to uh, putting on some in-person events, um, bringing students back. So the team was definitely disappointed um, that we're kind of back in this again. Thankful that we've got sports going and hopefully come March 14th, I believe the date is that we see some more students back on campus. Now, well, I have just a curious question here that have any of the varsity athletes been allowed to resume their playing? Yeah, so we were playing through the fall. So our outdoor soccer teams were playing. Um, rugby played, cross country, golf. Um, all those teams were, were playing through the fall. And then this term, we have uh, basketball, men's and women's basketball starts this Friday. A uh, little plug, they play host George Brown tomorrow at six and eight. Unfortunately, fans can't be there. Um, uh, there's no fans until I think the 21st, uh, the league decided. So we'll be streaming the games and we'll share those links on, on social media to get those out. And then I believe the next game we're hosting is the 24th of February. It is a single men's game at 8 p.m. against Fleming. So basketball is up and starting. Badminton um, has resumed practices as well. They've only got one tournament this year, unfortunately, with the championships. And indoor soccer has uh, one tournament before championship. So those three sports will be operating uh, through the winter term. I'm really happy to hear that. I, I remember hearing early in the winter that like they were, I knew that you know, like the elite sports were playing. I knew that university sports were playing. I wasn't sure what was happening with the, with the college sports. And I think initially they were saying they weren't going to allow, allow college sports to play. And then there was a bit of a backlash. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that basketball is going to go. Yeah, that was a bit of a messy situation. The government came out with this elite list of leagues that are allowed to play and excluded from that was uh, for yeah. colleges and universities. Yeah. So there was a lot of lobbying going on, but when the government came with their uh, reopening plan and sports were able to resume, we were able to get through that. That's fantastic. I know it's, there's a lot of rules and regulations and things. And like for you, how difficult has it been to institute these new health regulations and policies? Oh, it's been tough. I mean, at one point when we weren't having sports playing, but we could have them in the gym and practicing, it looked like we had um, a basketball player at each net with a mask on. So like, oh, man. at least they're doing something and they're together. But I mean, that was, that was tough. It's, tar it's hard for coaches to plan practices that are masked and socially distanced when you're trying to build a competitive program. Like that was that was challenging for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it is very challenging for the athletes as a whole because, you know, they are putting this so much time into it, but they can't get anything because of all the COVID thing, things shutting down and then reopening. It's just so frustrating at times. So I have this question for you with some of the new rules. Uh, what students should be looking at uh, when they want to access the chat? Sure. Good question. So uh, there's a few things. One, um, just like any other student or staff member, they had to have uploaded their proof to the SOC Safe app. 
Um, so to get uh, through one of the three entrances and, and through security, you have to show that green QR code or the gold or orange one if it's, if it's currently pending. When they get to the shack, um, they'll need to have their student card to, to scan in. And that's normal outside of COVID all the time. You have to scan in with your student card just to verify you're a full-time uh, Kingston student. Um, and then as part of this January ministry mandate is that you have to show your um, proof of vaccination QR code, like the actual one you get from the ministry, not the one from the SLC Safe app. We had, um, this is kind of going back to an earlier question, something we learned when we first opened is for those that receive their vaccination outside of Ontario or Canada, the, the app used to scan those QR codes wasn't scanning them properly or wasn't working. So we had to find a, a workaround there for them to get um, a QR code from local public health. So we're able to navigate that and then um, as you come in, you have access to the change rooms, you have access to the showers. We ask people to just be mindful when they're in the change rooms and maintain their distancing, not set up right next to someone else. If there's someone right at your locker, just wait for them to finish to, before you um, access your, your stuff. Uh, there's showers, there's washrooms, the group fitness studio is still closed, so no group fitness programming still. It's a relatively tight space, so to maintain distancing, um, and unmasked, you're looking at maybe three people plus an instructor in there. So we just felt it's not appropriate to, to reopen that service. Um, and then when you're in the space, you're free to use any of the equipment that's available. Um, mask all the time while you're in the space, except while you're actively working out. You're running on a treadmill, you're on a bench press, whatever that may be, you can take your mask off. Um, and the, the rationale there is we would rather people not pass out a lack of oxygen when we're wearing a mask. Um, but the second that you're done, you're set, um, or you come off the machine and you're going from one place to another, you need to put your mask back on. Um, lots of um, spray and, and wipe down uh, stations throughout so that people are wiping down their equipment after each use. Um, lots of water bottle filling stations. We've, we've disabled the mouthpieces just to avoid that point of contact. Um, and the space, um, I can go over the hours, but it is closed for one hour, Monday to Friday from two to three for a defogging. So essentially is the, the wine space staff set up this little machine and it sends out a mist that, um, sanitizes the entire space top to top to bottom. Um, so that's still happening. We're hoping that we can stop that in the next couple of weeks here so that there's no service interruption at all during the week and the fogging just happens after hours. That's so, really helpful to know. Thanks. It's, uh, it's funny. I, I, I'm for people that don't know, I'm like six foot nine. So, you know, I'm a basketball player, not good, but I like to play anyways. Right. And I wanted to play in like one of the KSC leagues this year, but they were saying that you're gonna have to wear your mask your entire time. I'm like, I, I can't do that. Like I'm not going to wear a mask for an hour running up and down a court. Like that's just not happening. So the fact that you don't have to wear that while working out, it seems a lot more palatable to me anyways. Um, so again, I love to shoot hoops. Can I use the gym as well as the workout area? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's one thing that we have opened up since we came back here in January is we've reopened the gym. So students can come in, grab a basketball, grab a volleyball, badminton equipment. Um, there's student staff there to set it all up and have it ready. Um, so yeah, you can for sure come in and enjoy some open gym time. We're trying to set up some things, some programming for resident students. Um, cause there's some students that played intramurals in the fall and they would love to see that continue in the winter. And we're like, it's kind of tough to do with everything that's uncertain right now. So 
trying to set up a few things for, for students to come in where there's some organized, loosely structured programming going on in the gym. So is there any hours of operation there where you can go and access it at any time? Yeah, you can pretty much go in there at any time. It'll be staffed in there uh, in the early morning, I think around 7 or 7.30. Um, and after 5 p.m., it kind of gets taken over by um, varsity. So basketball teams are in there practicing for uh, between the two teams, probably three to four hours till about nine o'clock. And then we typically have external bookings uh, kind of sprinkled in during the week. Not every day during the week, but um, during this school year on, on the weekends, there's a lot of um, external rentals being booked in the space. So there's, there's staff on hand to support those. Nice. I was just getting some good use then. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I think that's kind of answered all the questions I had. Uh, Drish, is there anything else you'd like to ask? No, I'm good with it, but I am very much excited, you know, to go and, you know, have to access those services because I've been looking forward to it for so long. Good. <laughs> One thing uh, that I didn't um, mention was students might not even be aware of this is that uh, because our partner, that operator with the YMCA, um, full-time students can access the YMCA of Kingston at uh, Wright Crescent. So um, there's full services. They have access to everything, the pool, the gymnasiums, the fitness center, all their services there, they have access to at no charge. Um, so if uh, the shack isn't quite what they're looking for, or they're actually closer to the YMCA, they can access that uh, at any time. They're subject to the same rules as, as students coming into the shack. You have to show your proof of vaccination, wear a mask and everything else. But um, just want to make sure students know that they have a choice of facility that they can go to. So I think that's an amazing opportunity for the students. That's yeah. fantastic. Thanks for pointing out, Kevin. Uh, is there anything you should, you'd like to say? Like any, any last little parting words, Kevin? Uh, no, not really. Just hope people tune in to the games this Friday. And um, when we can host fans in the building, we'll definitely get that word out and hopefully bring some people in and, and cheer on the surge. The first time uh, we've put the surge uniform on for our basketball team. And hopefully they have a great season just like our outdoor sports did. That's awesome. I'll, I'll keep an eye for that link and try to tune in. Great. So, so thank you so much for coming on today. You've given some great information. It's been interesting to hear behind uh, what's kind of gone on to get the shack open. And I hope everybody appreciates the interview and the time that you and the staff are putting in. I know I do. I've, I've been able to make it in much choice so far. Trying to get back in shape after two years of COVID. It's been tough, but I know you get there eventually. So thank you very, very much. Um, Please follow us on all of our social media, uh, SoundCloud, Instagram, watch us on YouTube, all that good jazz. There's lots of cool programming coming up from the SA. Keep an eye out for the sports that are coming. Tune into the search and uh, signing up. Thanks all. Thank you. Bye.